What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. Man, back at it again today, Monday, January 9th. I hope all you guys are doing good out there. Hopefully, all you guys continue to strive and be great. Hopefully, all you guys are just enjoying the journey that is life, man. I know all the time we're always looking forward to the end goal and the destination, but just enjoy the journey. Enjoy it for what it is, man, because we're never going to get it back. They say the journey is the best part, so I'm going to believe them for that and so far it's it's turned out to be true man so just enjoy life for where you are now man enjoy the present moment because you will never ever ever get it back man so just keep that on your minds this week as you continue to keep going and elevating and ascending but with that being said again i hope all you guys are good out there this past weekend was an amazing weekend for college basketball it's been a lot going on um texas officially fired chris beard I'm not going to get too deep into that situation just because I don't know all the facts, but I will say this for the fellas out there, for the men out there. If you ever feel the need to put your hands on a woman, just leave. It's never a good situation. It never ends out good. Just leave. The only times you should ever put your hands on a woman is if you feel threatened or if she is attacking you. Other than that, just leave, man. Trust me, you're going to save yourself from a lot of harm and damage. And now Chris Beard is jobless and he's probably not going to ever get another Division One high major coaching job again. So I'll, that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm not going to get into that until they hire a new coach. And that's not going to happen until probably after the season. But that's just an unfortunate situation. But Kentucky got blown out by Alabama on the road. Nate Oates and his squad did their thing. I think they beat them by like 20 plus it's a lot going on in Lexington right now. I know Cal is tied to the Texas job. Texas officials have contacted him from what I've heard. He is a legit candidate. We'll see how that turns out. My Michigan State Spartans on their home court beat our rival Michigan Wolverines in a pretty good defensive stalwart type of game. Indiana loses Race Thompson indefinitely. They play their first game in a while without him. They play against Northwestern, and Northwestern got a huge dub in Bloomington. Um, Purdue played against Penn State at the Palestra. They got the win over the Nittany Lions. Kansas State, who we're going to talk about this episode, went to Baylor and knocked off the Bears. So let's just get right into the Wildcats, man, because you guys know, a few months ago, I did a podcast that was talking about the three college basketball programs that I'm putting all of my stock into. The first one was Dennis Gates and the Missouri Tigers. The second one was Seton Hall, led by Shaheen Holloway. And the third was none other than Jerome Tang and the Kansas State Wildcats playing in the Big 12. I almost said the Jayhawks right there. That would have been so disrespectful. Forgive me. But the Kansas State Wildcats, right? And when I talked about them a few months ago, the only things that I really mentioned was the great coaching staff that they assembled with Jareem Dowling, Ulrich Maligi, Rodney Perry, alongside others, and of course, Jerome Tang. And then I talked about Dede Ames, who was a big-time point guard out of Chicago, goes to Kenwood Academy, which is one of the best programs, high school basketball programs in the state of Illinois, and he's going to be a player next year. But what I didn't do was really do a a deep dive and research on this current Kansas State roster, because when it comes to first-year head coaches and building up programs, I always say, I never really put too much stock into first-year things. Like, as long as you're not bad, and I hate to say this, as long as you're not as bad as Louisville is this year, then you should be fine. I think Kenny Payne and them are going to get it together, but you just can't be that bad because there's too many guys out there that would love to represent the Louisville basketball program. But that's another conversation for an entire different day. My point is, 
year one, you know, I kind of give you some leeway to just, you know, figure out who you are as a coach, figure out what type of players you want and to implement your system. Year two, you start to bring in some of your players and you have to show signs that you're starting to, you know, get your program trending in the right direction. And then by year three is when you should be a consistent and competitive program night in and night out in your respective conference and especially in non-conference play. But with that, though, Jerome Tang is way ahead of schedule. And I mean way ahead of schedule. So right now, the Kansas State Wildcats currently have a record of 14-1. and And in Big 12 play, conference play, they've started out 3-0. They have wins against West Virginia, Texas, at Texas, excuse me, and at Baylor. In the game at Texas, they put up 116 points against a Texas team that, yes, even with the Chris Beard situation going on and causing all that chaos and turmoil, they still hang their hard hats on defense with guys like Marcus Carr, Tyrese Hunter, uh, Dylan DeSue, Timmy Allen, Christian Bishop. Texas loves to play defense. I didn't even mention Dylan Mitchell. That is a defensive team to the court, and they went in there and put 100. Kansas State, that is, went in there and put up 116 points. And then, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, earlier this weekend, or this past weekend, shall I say, they went to Baylor, where Jerome Tang, of course, was an associate head coach for 20 years under Scott Drew and helped build that program from the bottom up. And they put 97 points on the Baylor Bears' heads in Waco in overtime. And look, I got to say this because John Rothstein put out a tweet. John Rothstein is a great, great college basketball advocate. On Twitter, he came out and said that with the way that programs are hiring coaches like Tommy Lloyd and Jerome Tang, you are going to see a shift in the head coach hiring process in college basketball because you look at Tommy Lloyd, and just like Jerome Tang, he was at another program as an associate head coach for 20 plus years. Tommy Lloyd was at Gonzaga with Mark Few. He helped build them up to be what they are today. He was there for 20 plus years, and now he's at Arizona, and Arizona looks like the Arizona that we've all known and loved that Lou Olson, rest in peace, built up and turned them into the place that they've always been. And with Tang, it's the same thing. Jerome Tang was a high school basketball coach for a long time. Then he decided to make the leap to college basketball. And he was with Scott Drew and literally, literally, brick by brick, day by day, built Baylor into what it is today. And now, I'm going to be honest, since Jerome Tang has left in this first year, Baylor's defense does not look the same. And I'm just being honest. And you can make the same case for Dennis Gates at Missouri. Dennis Gates was with Leonard Hamilton at Florida State for a pretty good majority of time. And since Dennis Gates has left Florida State, I'll be honest, the Seminoles have not been the same basketball program. I'm just being honest. And my point in that is to say that as much as we love to give a single person a lot of credit for building up these programs, it's not a one-man job. It takes a lot of people to build up these programs. Scott Drew didn't build Baylor by himself. As much as I love Coach Izzo, he did not build up Michigan State by himself. He had a lot of people around him to help get that program to where it is now. And so with that, Jerome Tang, not only is he doing a hell of a job, but he's hired the right people around him that know how to implement his vision, that are incorporating his vision, and are going about their daily tasks every single day, knowing on the back of their minds that we want to make Kansas State a relevant basketball program. And that's not a knock against the previous staff because Bruce Weber is a good coach. I'm glad to see that he's doing his thing with Big Ten Network. But at the same time, his time just kind of ran its course. And that happens. It's just like Terry Stotts and the Portland Trailblazers. His, his time, he was there. He did what he was supposed to do for the most part. But his time just ran its course and it was on to the next thing for Portland. And it was the same thing for Kansas State. And with that, though, again, 
the Wildcats are 3-0 in conference play. And I'll be honest, I did not do that much research on this roster, but I have to say that they are well represented by not only experience, which I always say is a key thing to win in March, but they're led by a plethora of New Yorkers, most notably from none other than Harlem. Shout out to Harlem world, man. So with that though, let's talk about Marquise Noel. We're gonna get into this roster. Marquise Noel, man, for, y'all, for those of y'all that don't know, Honestly, is probably playing like the best guard in the country right now. In both those games against both Texas and Baylor, he dropped 30 plus points in each one of those games. On the road, that is. On top of that. So don't forget that. This dude is 5'8", averaging 17 points per game, 9 assists per game, and he's shooting 41% from the field on about 12 shots per game. This is a dude that started off his career at Arkansas Little Rock where he played for the first three seasons there. And then he transferred last year to Kansas State, played last year for Coach Weber. And then when they, Kansas State fired Bruce Weber, he decided to stay around and trust in the vision and trust in Jerome Tang. And now that decision, that move is paying off handedly. And it's paying off as the best possible way that it could play out. And right now, Marquise Noel, again, is playing like the best point guard in the entire country from Harlem, man. He, he dubs himself Mr. New York City, man. So he's living up to that reputation fully. Then you have one of the best revelations in all of college basketball, in my opinion, and that's Keontae Johnson, man. Keontae Johnson, for those of y'all that don't know, big time high school basketball player, was highly recruited, highly touted coming out of high school, went to a few different high schools, bounced around a little bit. I think he was at IMG, also went to Oak Hill, if I'm not mistaken. But he ends up at Florida, goes and plays at Florida for a couple years for Mike White. And then a couple years ago, he had that scary, scary incident against Florida State. They were playing in Tallahassee against the Seminoles. And out of nowhere, I think they were either walking away or going to a timeout or, you know, just ending a timeout. And out of nowhere, he just passes out on the middle of the court. And it was a scary situation, almost kind of similar to DeMar Hamlin's situation. And shout out to DeMar Hamlin, by the way, I seen he was just recently released from the hospital today and he's going to go home and be back with his family. So shout out to him, man. Nothing but love with that. But getting back to that situation with Keontae Johnson, after that... A lot of people did not really have any faith that Keontae Johnson would be able to play basketball again. And me included, like, I thought it was a wrap. If I was him, I probably wouldn't even take the risk. And he said, forget it. He was trying to get back and play a lot last year, but Florida really just wasn't happening, having it, excuse me. And so he goes and transfers to Kansas State and it's paying off fully because right now, this dude is averaging 18 points per game and seven rebounds and he's looking like a first team all big 12 type of player right now currently and he's always been that good again with that situation he had though it was just a real concern that he would ever be able to touch the floor again and play basketball at a high level but he's doing it and he's dominating and him and marquise noel have slowly but surely formed one of the best duos in the entire country they probably are the best duo in the country right now and the craziest part about it is it's not even just them that make this Kansas State Wildcat team go around. Another dude who is from Harlem, it's, it's two more dudes from Harlem. This one, he goes by the name of Naquan Tomlin, a dude that spent a majority of his career, a large part of his collegiate career at the junior college level in Florida. He's originally again from Harlem, but this dude is super fun. He's 6'10", can handle the ball, can cross you over, can shoot from the three-point line, can post you up, can lead the fast break, and and on top of that, he can make plays for others, and he's a pretty good defensive player as well. Naquan Tomlin is 6'10", 
And he is the X factor for this team. He can do a little bit of everything. He can have big scoring nights. He can rebound the ball. He can lock up the other team's best player. Like at 6'10", NBA scouts are starting to get him on their radar. And he's making the most of his opportunity, man. I love to see it, especially coming from that Juco level where it's a dog-eat-dog world. Naquan Tomlin is making the most of his opportunity. And please go watch him play. Not even just him. Watch this Kansas State team play, and you're going to be impressed with a lot of the players that they have on this squad. And Naquan Tomlin, he is the epitome of a walking mismatch. I'm very intrigued with this upcoming 2023 NBA draft. Naquan Tomlin is a name to remember because he can make a major impact on a few different NBA teams across the country, man. So he is going to be a player. Watch out for him, man. He, he is He's that dude. And so a couple other guys, you got Cam Carter, knockdown shooter. Desi Seals is a dude that came over from Arkansas State. You know, he bounced around. I think he started his career off at Arkansas State, went to Arkansas, then went back to Arkansas State. Now he's at Kansas State, making the most of his opportunity. Cam Carter, same thing. He's their knockdown shooter. He was at Mississippi State last year. He's a sophomore now. Of course, Mississippi State parted ways with Ben Howland. They got a new coach in Chris Jans, and so he decided to leave. He's making the most of his opportunities as a starter now. Um, David Gasson, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Another guy in that front court that gives him a lot of versatility next to Naquan Tomlin and a couple other guys. He's a dude. He's been banged up, but I think he will be back soon. So he's going to help them out a lot in that front court. Ishmael Masood, another guy, the last guy from Harlem. I believe he's from the east side of Harlem. This dude was at Wake Forest last year. And he's probably the best shooter on the roster right now, but he's just a gamer. Like, he plays defense, he slides his feet, he communicates, he dies for all the 50-50 loose balls. Like, this dude is a player. And this was a hell of a transfer portal acquisition for Jerome Tang because he just plays the game the right way. He had the biggest shot of the game in overtime against Baylor this past weekend. And it, it ultimately was a shot that ended up lifting Kansas State and getting them to a victory in this game. And he just, he took the shot like it was no hesitation. As soon as Marquise Noel passed him the ball, you know, he went, you know, Marquise attacked the rim. And then, he, and then he took a jump stop and kicked it back out. Literally, Masood had no hesitation. He, he rose, fired, and it was a knockdown shot. And it was a big-time, big-time shot by him. It was just no hesitation. So I, I love his game a lot. And I think the most important player on this team, because this team does struggle defensively mightily. Like, they do give up a lot of points. But honestly, I think it's just a work in progress because when you get all these transfers from different schools and they've come in from different coaches, you have to get them – to buy into your system you have to understand that your coaching style may not have been the same as the previous coach that they were with and especially with Jerome Tang Jerome Tang is kind of like Scott Drew where he's just happy-go-lucky he's always positive you rarely ever see him mad like he's a just a, it, what seems like a good dude and so that's an adjustment period because most people most players they come from coaches that are just always yelling always angry never happy about anything they're just always down and out but with that though their center goes by the name of, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. He goes by the name of Abayami Eziola. Seven-footer just holds down the paint for them because, again, they don't have the greatest defense right now, but this dude is an excellent rim protector. In the game against Baylor, he did what he was supposed to do. He holds down the paint. He locks down the paint. can slide his feet a little bit, but most importantly, he dominates the boards, and he gets them a lot of rebounds. And so just when you look at this Kansas State team, man, they're in sync and they play for each other. They're not selfish whatsoever. They play an excellent brand of basketball. They clearly are getting more and more confidence by the day because again, to go into Texas and Baylor 
within the span of, I think, like three or four days and get wins is not easy whatsoever, especially for a coach like Jerome Tang, who is a good coach, clearly. But again, he is a first year head coach now at the Division One level, and he's making the most of his opportunity, man. So just when you look at Kansas State, they're a problem. And again, for them to be sitting atop of the Big 12 right now, undefeated, only next to their in-state rival, Kansas Jayhawks, who I think they play in a few games, that's a testament to what he's doing. And so I fully expect them to make the tournament. I think they're going to be a tough out just because of what they can do. And when you watch them offensively, like, they don't run too many plays. Like, they did carve up Baylor when it comes to baseline out-of-bounds plays. And they do have some plays here and there. But for the most part, he just lets Marquise Noel go. And same thing with Naquan Tomlin. And same thing with Keontae Johnson. He puts the ball in their hands, puts them in, you know, their favorite spots on the court. And they just get to it. You know, they get buckets at a high level, man. So I think if they can get Naquan Tomlin to be that consistent third scorer, I really don't see too many teams in the Big 12 beating them. And that's crazy because I've been on the record saying for the past couple of years now that I believe firmly in my heart that the Big 12 is the best basketball conference in the country. Just from top to bottom, you know, you have two teams that have won national championships recently um, between Kansas and Baylor. Texas Tech was in the Final Four and the national championship game before they lost in 2019. Like... The Big 12 is a grind every single night. Even the bottom tier teams with West Virginia and Oklahoma, they're still competitive teams and they have some good non-conference wins this year and it's no off nights. Just like the Big 10, but the Big 12 even more. Like it's even amplified even more. So shout out to Kansas State, shout out to Jerome Tang, shout out to that entire coaching staff, everybody involved, the graduate assistants, the managers, they are doing it the right way. Manhattan, Kansas, is a place to be. I never thought I would say that, to be honest, because I always looked at Kansas State as just like a, a cool Division One school. But with Jerome Tang, they made a home run hire. I'm sorry, I don't know who their current athletic director is that hired Tang, but he or she did an excellent job of picking out this coach because they just knew what they were doing. And this team, man, is so fun to watch. So again, if you get a chance to watch Kansas State play, this is me telling you guys right now to go watch them play because they are a legit threat not just in the Big 12, but come March time, they're going to make some noise too, man. So definitely watch out for them. I expect this shift to keep rolling, and they're only going to get better and better and better. But as always, I appreciate you guys for listening because you could have been doing anything else out there in the world. This has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. Shout out to Nuts and Bowl Sports. Shout out to Off the Ball Network. You guys know I'm tapped in. As always, peace and love gone.